the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alex Clancy here solo. For those that missed it yesterday or didn't see it on Twitter, Bo Brock is now a proud papa. Had a baby yesterday morning. Gray William Brock, congratulations to Bo and his wife for starting their family. I'm here solo for at least today, probably tomorrow, um, and maybe Friday as well. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. Follow Bo at Bob Brack. Uh, thank you to everybody who listens. We are now on YouTube. Please subscribe, like, comment. Uh, when Bo gets back, we're going to be doing a lot of new and bonus content. It's really fun. Like this is this is the fun time of year where it's list season. This is going to be a full list show. Um, there's a couple great ones. One from Jason Lock and Fora, and one from Adam Rank from NFL.com. Uh, he wrote an article on the Arizona Cardinals and how it's time for Kyler and company to be closers, as he put it. Um, really fun article Really fun article that I'm going to break down. And listen, I would be remiss. I live in Phoenix. What happened last night with the Phoenix Suns um, was incredible. Uh, I played basketball my whole life. I had a key to the gym growing up. I was able to play before the old guys came in, which were probably you know 35 and 40-year-olds, 6 a.m. Saturday and Sunday mornings. I lived, breathed, ate basketball my whole life. And I didn't know. I should have. I mean, this isn't like a Donovan McNabb situation where he didn't know there was overtime and he's an NFL player currently. Um, I didn't know that there was no goaltending on inbound passes. No, I guess no offensive goaltending on inbounds passes. And I remember that this happened with Tyson Chandler a couple of years ago when he was a son, there was an alley thrown towards the end of a game where he caught it. It's like, yeah, is that goaltending? Wait, there isn't goaltending. And then I forgot. And then watching what happened with DeAndre Ayton last night was just incredible. I popped a vocal cord. I think there was a noise violation called on me in my condo. Um, the reason why I bring that up is because I put out a tweet in immediately. And I know that that was a playoff game yesterday. It was 0.9 seconds left, but I put it out, which was better the hell Murray or the value. Oop. Like, I don't know the play on words for other cities, but Phoenix has gone on this sick run of just being able to have these incredible play on words just happen. Valuup? How the hell do you get set up for that? Uh, and the Hale Murray with Kyler Murray's last name being Murray. It's crazy. Which one was better? Who wins? And let's break this down because, I mean, there are some stories we can talk about, but Bo and I pride ourselves on talking about fun things as well here and not just breaking down numbers and next-gen stats like we did yesterday. I did with Josh Weinfors from ESPN talking about the offensive line. I'm going to be the cool teacher today. So 0.9 seconds left. Jay Crowder had to throw a perfect ball, which almost went in on its own, and DeAndre Ayton, all seven feet of him, just caught it, rim-rocked it, and they walked off into the sunset. Great. Threw the ball 20, 20 feet. 26 feet probably because he was right outside the three-point line throwing the ball out of bounds. Fantastic. Now, they could have passed it for a uh, you know a jumper. Like this wasn't the only thing 
that would have won them the game. They had options. Could have run Devin Booker off a double pick. Could have run Devin Booker off a double pick as a decoy and had, I don't know, Cameron Payne pop out for a wide-open 17-footer. Like, there were options. It was a great option. Listen, I'm not diminishing what happened last night because it was miraculous. But I'm breaking down a ridiculous conversation of which game winner was better just in a vacuum. Not because it was a playoff game, just in a vacuum. And then setting it up for the Hale Murray. Josh Allen just marches down the field, the possession before, and throws this incredible ball to Stephon Diggs, who burned Patrick Peterson. It was kind of a theme last year. And they score a touchdown with you know under a minute left. It's like, what the hell just happened? The Cardinals played a very good game. They were coming off a sick run where they, you know, they they punished Dallas. And after the Carolina game, they looked like one of the best teams in football. And then that's not supposed to happen. Buffalo's not supposed to come in here and march down the field with Josh Allen and, you know, score a touchdown at the end of the game and just have the Cardinals go home with a tail tucked between their legs. Wasn't supposed to happen, but it did. And then Kyler Murray bumps outside, rolls left, and heaves a 45-yard just towering fly ball into the end zone, and there's only one flipping Arizona Cardinal receiver in there. And obviously he catches it and they win the game. And DeAndre Hopkins reminded people that I caught it over three people. So it was one of the best clips we've ever heard from DeAndre Hopkins. So you look at the two, and then I wish Bo was here because he would yell at me for this. I mean, it's a playoff game. Alex, what the hell are you talking about? I mean, I think the Hail Mary wins. I think it wins. Just in a vacuum. The chance of executing Hail Mary, not at the end of a quarter, not at the end of a half, but to win a game in a pivotal in a pivotal Week 10 matchup, I think it was Week 10, put the Cardinals to 6-3. and three. Week 9, whatever. Man, that was special. It was special, and that was the last special moment of the season. For the Cardinals, but kudos to Brendan Clean, Locked on Suns, uh, one of the best Twitter follows for the Suns. Uh, the Suns have an incredible faction of Twitter follows. Just Google it. The Suns Twitter is insane. Like Cardinals Twitter, I love you. You're incredible. I think because of recency bias, Suns Twitter has just run rampant because this is 10 plus years of just pent-up aggression, waiting to be excited about something, about not getting you know a first the first overall pick. That was the last thing to be excited about. So, good for Phoenix. Gotta love it what happened with DeAndre and Paul George. Shame on you for missing two free throws. How dare you miss two free throws and have the audacity to nickname yourself Playoff P. Mm. That's got to hurt. That's got to hurt. He's going to be a great number three somewhere else, but this is a football podcast. I say the Hail Murray wins. Um, I don't know if I were Brendan Clean on Locked on Suns, and I would say the opposite, but Hail Murray wins, baby. And then Kyler got to go home and play video games with his buddies. Not a bad day, according to Kyler Murray. Alex Clancy here. Bull Brock will be here. I don't know. 
he just had a kid, man. Congratulations. He's going to do what he's going to do. He's going to let me know. Um, we have some really, really fun guests in the pipeline for the next several weeks. Really fun guests. We have the inside scoop, potentially. I have the inside track to get one of the best fantasy football minds on the planet to join us. Um, I'm in talks. Should be very exciting. He's a Phoenix native. They have a top fantasy football podcast, and you do not want to miss that. We will obviously pub all of that. Going to get some NFL insiders. Going to get our Cam Cox, Ryan Jody, uh, Ryan Cody, Chirsten Suzel, uh, NBC 12 News Faction here, our Tegna partner in Phoenix. They will be joining us throughout the summer. Coming up next, it's list season, and I absolutely love it. Jason Lockenfora, his make-or-break star for all 32 NFL teams. Which is the one that wears a Cardinals uniform? I'll talk about that next. Alex Clancy here, Locked on Cardinals. But first, uh, bet online. Uh, bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Okay, Baseball's here, obviously. There's 87 games a day. I wish baseball was my favorite sport. I wish baseball was my favorite sport. Because legitimately, it's like March Madness for six months. And obviously, you have your favorite team. You get to watch your favorite team play your favorite sport 162 times. Wouldn't that be incredible? BetOnline's got you covered for all your baseball betting action. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sports uh, sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, as I mentioned, NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, UFC, MMA, etc. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Go to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code locked on. Go to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. Receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code locked on. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Alex Clancy here, riding solo mission. Bo Brock, proud dad to Gray William Brock. Nine pounds, two ounces. Born yesterday morning at around 7.30. Congrats to Bo, his wife, and their little family uh, that is just beginning. Texted Bo. He's like, doesn't really feel real yet. Anybody that's watching that's that's a, a parent um, would attest I am not yet. But uh, I, I couldn't imagine the feeling of like, oh, it's real now. It's going to be real for the rest of my life. It's fantastic. Um, follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. Subscribe on YouTube. If you have friends that listen to the podcast that don't know we're on YouTube, subscribe on YouTube. Uh, our The link is pinned to the top of our Twitter page. Um, thank you to everybody who listens. Wouldn't be able to do this without you. We try to give you as much appreciation as we possibly can because Bo and I have to pinch ourselves consistently. Feel like, man, we get to do this. This is awesome. This is great. Love what we say. Hate what we say. We love when you all reach out and talk to us. That's what the conversation's all about. It's the Cardinals. We're not always going to agree. Bo's going to say crazy things. I'm going to say crazy things. And it's going to be awesome. And uh, thank you for being along the, with the ride, you know, for with us. So uh, Jason Locken for a make or break star for all 32 NFL teams. And before I do a deep dive into Adam Rank's uh, article on the Cardinals next segment, this is an interesting uh, little, you know, pressure point that's going to continue to be, you know, to have pressure put on it. It's, it's, Chase, it's Chandler Jones. It's Chandler Jones. Make or break. Because as Lock and Forrest says in his blurb, 
Chandler Jones is kind of being underpaid. Obviously, he signed the contract years ago. Um, there was a mini holdout, and there was a picture of him and J.J. Watt. Everything's, you know, kumbaya, and I'm sure it will be. Chandler Jones is the best pass rusher we've seen wearing Arizona Cardinals uniform. I'm not going to say ever because that's such a, you know, polarizing uh, uh, statement, but, I mean, let's say over the last decade, he's been one of the best in the NFL, let alone just an Arizona Cardinal, and didn't play very well before he got injured last year. And didn't play very well, meaning sack totals were low. I think he had a one before he got injured. It's going to get weird. It's going to get weird. Like, Bo and I were talking about this before last season, like a year ago, where it's like Kyler Murray is going into his second year of his rookie scale contract. Patrick Peterson's contract is up at the end of this year, and Chandler Jones' contract is up at the end of next year. It's going to get weird for a lot of uh, contract negotiations and situations where you may not see your favorite Arizona Cardinal in an Arizona Cardinal uniform anymore. And we saw with Patrick Peterson, uh, one year, 10 mil, good. Cardinals were going to pay him that. Chandler Jones is more interesting. He's 30, okay? Um, he is the you know silent pillar of this defense. He's the one that when things were going well, at least you could see Chandler Jones sack totals. Even in 2018, I mean, he had good sack totals. 2019, Kyler Murray's rookie year. Strip sacks, Chandler Jones, he, that, that's what he was doing. He was just, he was consistent as gravity. And the interesting part about all of this with Patrick Peterson and Chandler Jones alike is those are the people like employees in a company where you rely on employees in a company, your top employees that have been around for a long time that you don't have to worry about. Those are the best employees, the ones that kind of police the other employees, and you don't really have to think about it. And now with Patrick Peterson gone, it's like, oh, now we have to think about who the cornerback one is. Regardless of what Patrick Peterson's checkered last couple of years look like, you had your CB1, and you just hoped that he would perform at 70% of what he was during his heyday seven or eight years ago. And Chandler Jones, like, well, you know what? The pass rush, it's top-heavy, but at least there's a top-heavy quotient of the pass rush. And then now with Chandler Jones, I mean, obviously, I mean, he's got one year left on his deal. Do you extend him? Do you make him retire an Arizona Cardinal? Do you trade him? Can you get a second-round pick for Chandler Jones at the age of 30? Or do you just let him walk at the end of the year? I brought up franchise tagging him at the end of 2021. Obviously, this is all predicated upon his performance. You know, this could be an easy situation, easy conversation. If JJ Watt comes in and turns out to be the Indomitian Sioux of the Rams line and just springs the Aaron Donald of our uh, pass rush, of the Cardinals pass rush in Chandler Jones, and he gets 15 sacks again, we're going to have a conversation where it's like, how much do you pay Chandler Jones in an effort to keep him, or how much is too much, and you just see him walk? And that's where the franchise tag comes into play. If you see him perform again, at the top tier Chandler Jones performance level, then you have a conversation like that. This is very fluid, and it's going to be completely predicated upon this year's performance. The defense is better this year. I think even with the removal of Patrick Peterson, the secondary being weaker, especially the cornerback room, obviously, uh, the front seven is going to be strong. Jordan Phillips played well when he was healthy. I don't know if he played as well as the contract that he got, but. 
I mean, he's going to be a mauler. And you have Lucky Foto and Rashad Lawrence in their second year. And you have J.J. Watt, man. J.J. Watt, even at 70% is, of what he once was, is going to elevate this team. So we'll see what happens with Chandler Jones. But I agree. I mean, I agree. The make or break dude, it's Chandler Jones. You always relied. Chandler Jones over 10 sacks. Patrick Peterson being your CB1. And then when you had all the other issues, you didn't even talk about those things because you expected the output that you have grown accustomed to during their tenure as Arizona Cardinals. And then now, as the culture shifts, Chandler's Jones is one of like, he's one of the last remaining pieces to the Bruce Arians era. And he's 30, like, I'm not talking, he's not 37 years old. Like, he's not Terrell Suggs here trying to get a paycheck where you're going to cut him midseason. That's not the situation here. But we don't know what Chandler Jones is going to be this year. He's still going to have his motor. I mean, he's still going to be a top-tier pass rusher in this league. We just don't know if he's going to be one percenter anymore. We don't know. He missed 70% of last year. But it's going to be exciting, and it's going to be a talking point. And of course, you want to see Chandler Jones retire in Arizona Cardinal. Of course you do. But this is where the sticky business end of the NFL comes into play. And that's what we're going to be looking at. Every defensive snap of 2021, there's going to be that underlying wrinkle conversation of, is Chandler Jones worth extending after 2021? I hope so. I hope so, because that means the defense is going to be flourishing like you expected to. But is the defense supposed to be the anchor of this Arizona Cardinals team? No, it's not. I will talk about that through Adam Ranks from NFL.com's article surrounding what the Arizona Cardinals need to do in an effort to make a push towards the playoffs and not fall short in a I'm going to puke fashion like they did last year. Alex Clancy here. Follow me at Clancy's Quarter on Twitter. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. Please subscribe wherever you find you, your podcast and subscribe to our new YouTube channel. Please, Adam Adam Rank's interview discussed or uh, article discussed next. Locked On Cardinals. But first, my favorite sponsor. You're not supposed to have favorites, um, but uh, if you ask your parents, they've got to have a favorite kid if there's two. Just please. Just admit to me there's a favorite kid. I'm telling you, I'm my mama's favorite kid. I have to be. I'm firstborn. Okay, the point of this is rockauto.com. Okay, I don't know anything about cars. I think that's why this sponsor re rings true to me. Um, it's hot as hell outside in Phoenix. I don't want to go outside. I work from home now. It's awesome. I can go to rockauto.com in my pajamas. I don't have to go to a chain storefront and walk around like I'm in a foreign land because I don't know anything that goes on in those stores. I don't know where to find tail lights. I don't know where to find paint for my car. I don't know where to find carpet for my car. I don't know anything. RockAuto.com has got me covered. Family-owned business. They've been online for 20 years. Okay, The prices are the same for manufacturers and do-it-yourselfers. You don't get upcharged because you're just you know a Joe Schmo like me, a layman that's not a manufacturer. The prices are reliably low. Go to RockAuto.com. Right, locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all 
the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. And, and, I'm not done yet. I've got 60 more seconds of goodness for you. Built Bar. We're getting screenshots, people, from listeners that have bought and ingested, <laughs> ingested so gross, Built Bars. Built Bar is the best protein, the best tasting protein bar. It is. They're all chocolate covered. Uh, there are like six bites, and the, you want to continue to eat more. I tell this story because it's true. When I had COVID in June of 2020, and I couldn't eat anything, my my throat was ripped up like it was bad. I was it was bad flu, bad bad, and I needed sustenance. I lived off Built Bars for three or four days. Luckily, we were sent a variety pack. We got to try everything. And I lived off Bill Bars. True story. I got the protein I needed. Nine flavors. Coconut, coconut almond, cherry raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. Something for everybody, man. Like uh, salted caramel, I think, is the, the winner. It's the winner for me out of the nine. But they're all good. They have between 17 and 18 grams of protein, around 180 calories, around five grams of sugar or less, and five grams of net carbs or less. Uh, go to BillBar.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your first order. Locked15 at BillBar.com for 15% off your first order. Best pro- best tasting protein bar on the planet. Go get some. Final segment. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock uh, is not here. He's fine. He just took part in birthing of a child. Uh, the, the child is about 48 hours old at this point. Uh, congratulations to Bo. Uh, really good stuff. He's going to be a great dad. I know him and I jab each other a lot. We're close buds, and um, I he couldn't have happened to a better person. So uh, really happy for him and his wife and their growing family. Um, Adam, Rank, Adam Rank from NFL.com uh, wrote an article about the Cardinals, and it's interesting. He, I mean, he does it deep. This is like a dissertation on the Cardinals. Adam Rank, great Twitter follow. Uh, the title reads, State of the 2021 Arizona Cardinals, colon, Kyler Murray and co. must learn to close. Boom goes a dynamite. I wanted to pepper that in today, and I did it. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's true. Week 16 and week 17 were, and I ate too much. I'm going to throw up two weeks of football. C.J. Beathard, and then Kyler Murray gets hurt in week 17. Okay. Cliff Kingsbury is under the microscope. He got, Adam goes into a deep dive about that. And I thought about something, and this is interesting. For the golf fans out there, I think I nailed it. I think I nailed who Cliff Kingsbury is as a golfer. It's Dustin Johnson. And if you don't know who Dustin Johnson is, Google him. Read his Wikipedia. Dustin Johnson came onto the scene 15, 17 years ago. Okay? Young buck, 6'7", I think. He's married, or he was dating at the time, and now married to Paulina Gretzky. So he had a you know high-profile spouse, and he comes out, and he is in the final group of a couple majors, or towards the top of a couple majors. Big talker, and just never, never um, pulled through, never executed, and we kind of stopped talking after that. It was a really interesting transformation. And he was humbled, but that's the part where I'm picking up with, with Cliff Kingsbury. They're quiet dudes we don't really know a whole lot about. Um, they have underperformed in large part 
And Dustin Johnson has gone on to win multiple majors at the point. He won the Masters, I think, last year, and he started crying. Like, that's when we first saw Dustin Johnson as the real person. And we haven't seen that from Cliff Kingsbury yet. He's, I mean, he shows a little emotion on the sideline, but in interviews, I've, we've, I've been a part of a, an interview with him. Just, I mean, press conferences, he's just kind of a monotone dude, monotone bro. And that's fine. I mean, th that's, there's no problem with that. He's just kind of an enigma in that regard where we don't know what gets him going. We don't know what makes him tick. And when I saw the Dustin Johnson, when I thought of Dustin Johnson, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Because Adam, in this article, equated losing week 16 and week 17 to missing a three-foot putt to win a major. And Dustin Johnson missed two putts inside five feet to lose a U.S. Open to Jordan Spieth a handful of years ago. And that was like, oh, perfect. They kind of look alike a little bit. They're, I mean, they'd be cousins. It was just interesting. I digress. The, the golf fan in me loved that. The interesting part about this are is two things. Two things. And he talks about Kyler. We talk about Kyler all the time. I, I wanna, I kind of wanna, I kind of wanna dive deep into the two um players that he singled out here as projected 2021 MVP and 2021 breakout star. This is separate from the Jason Lock and Four article. This is a completely different thing, just happens to have two breakout stars in it. Again, list season is the best season, unless it's actually football season. The projected 2021 MVP for the Arizona Cardinals, Adam Rank has DeAndre Hopkins, and I agree. DeAndre Hopkins, 160 targets, 115 receptions, and 1,400 receiving yards. He was so underutilized last year. Yeah. All right, Ed. All right. I get it. Okay. I, he does the fruit stuff too. Okay. I, I 100%. I'll bet that Dustin Johnson hasn't had a carb in a decade either. Okay. I digress. I kind of want fruit now. Um, DeAndre Hopkins was underutilized with 160 targets and 115 receptions. He was because it's not just numbers. Okay. We, there was that one route tree comparison between him, Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, and I think Stephon Diggs in a specific week. And the other three look like lightning strikes. And DeAndre Hopkins looked like a cinnamon roll where it's just left side inside the sticks or inside the a, a 10 yard margin. And he had, you know, 12 targets or whatever, but they were all inside that one little portion of the field on the left side of the field. 115 receptions is laughable because I'm sure 15 of those or 20 or 25 of those were inside five yards of the uh, line of scrimmage. If you watched the Arizona Cardinals last year, they didn't use DeAndre Hopkins well enough. And the interesting part about it was he was top three in all those, in all those categories. And sure, you have, you have guys with balloon stats on bad teams. Not, that's not what this was. This was, as Bo puts very eloquently, which is weird because he's the least eloquent person I know, was, or maybe it was me that said it because I am eloquent, was it's like having a Ferrari and driving it in first gear. Doesn't make any sense. You traded for DeAndre Hopkins. It was the highway robbery of the century with NFL trades, and you underutilize him. You underutilize him completely or misuse him, I should say that. Underutilize and misuse him. He should have had upwards of 2,000 yards receiving if he was utilized correctly down the field last year. He should have. They had a cake schedule compared to what they have this year. A cake schedule. Look at the quarterbacks they played last year. And you tell me the Cardinals shouldn't have won 10 or 11 games. 
was insanity. So MVP, I agree. We'll see if they're going to be able to figure out an elixir to get Cliff to get DeAndre Hopkins open in space. I believe AJ Green will help. I believe Rondo Moore will definitely help. And I think Christian Kirk with zero pressure on him to really be the number two guy this year as another speedster will help keep defenses and secondaries honest and get DeAndre Hopkins one-on-one matchups that he needs to succeed. And I think he will. And the interesting part here, the 2021 breakout star, I mean, yeah, you could say Chase Edmonds, you know, you could say Zayvon Collins, you could say Byron Murphy. He says Isaiah Simmons. Adam Rank is a very smart guy, especially around the draft. He was Isaiah was one of his favorite players in the 2020 draft class, he says. Uh, and he said that DeAndre uh, that uh, Isaiah Simmons played fine last year. Let's give him a little credit. I do think that Isaiah Simmons single-handedly had the most important defensive play in all of the 2020 season where he intercepted Russell Wilson in overtime that set up the game-winning field goal by Zane Gonzalez. I do think that, which is super interesting. When Bo brought up the Bobby Boucher comp with Isaiah Simmons, it was hysterical, like remembering how hard he hit Cam Newton and watching Cam Newton flail like a ragdoll, like like Isaiah Simmons hit me out of bounds in New England. It's like, yeah, Bobby Boucher all day. We're going to come up with something, some tie, Bo and I will, with those two. But sure, all of the conversations, like I mentioned, about how we forgot, like you don't mention Chandler Jones and Patrick Peterson for a long time because you just expect them to perform the way they the way they have. It's the, anti- the an- antithesis of how we think about Isaiah Simmons right now we're thinking about him like it's not like he's not going to perform. If Isaiah Simmons pops, this could be a top five defense. It, I mean, it could. Because that means he learned the position or they moved him outside. Maybe they learned from the Hassan Reddick experiment and don't want to waste four years of Isaiah or three years of Isaiah Simmons' career playing him at the wrong position before letting him eat on the outside. See quarterback, hit quarterback. If Isaiah Simmons pops, we're having a completely different conversation defensively. All in all, going to be really, really fun for the next several weeks. List season, training camp, football. June and July, we're less than three months away from football. We're like 10 weeks away. It's going to be sweet. Alex Clancy here, solo, probably for the end of the week, while Bo tends to a new life form that he created. Uh, I'll talk to you tomorrow.